where we try to moderate the doing mind, the thinking mind, is to uh, lessen that, to lessen the pressure and the energy of that particular system. It's a very uh, busy, fast energy, and uh, so it tends to obscure receptivity. The thinking, busy planning, and even that sense of achieving things in meditation, we have ideas about Arupa Jhana and getting into Samadhi and when cessation will occur and what it takes to be a stream enter and all these sorts of things going on you know, there's language there's a tangle of language and so remember just all these words this is really something we learned, isn't it? we learned how to operate them it's not a primary language. Before you had words, you suffered. Babies suffer. Dogs suffer. Suffering is a feeling, not an idea. Dukkha feels. So, although it's useful to be able to, you know, name that, point to that, explain that, eventually you have to, the, the response to it is that is more of an emotional nature, a compassionate nature, or a sympathetic nature. So we're not doing kind of engineering whereby you go into a machine and then pull out the bits that don't work, <laughs> and kind of hammer things into shape, <coughs> going to an organic system. So we have this while we're kind of lessening the uh, speed of our thoughts and impulses so one can receive something occurring at a more primary, basic level feeling emotional, uh, heart feeling or mental feeling So that which is liberated is called citta, and uh, citta can be translated as mind, or heart, or awareness. <coughs> its fundamental property is being able to know or apprehend, sense, experience, be aware of what's going on. And uh, as it's aware of what's occurring, and jitta is sensitive to that, it responds, it is affected. It's affected. It's activated. It's, it's moving. So this first level of experience, while there are phenomena arising, if there are phenomena arising then contact brings feeling perception and feeling may not be strong but it's perception and feeling 
something shivers, something is felt. That's the first thing. So while phenomena arise, for them to be experienced at all, there's a perception and a feeling. This is what conditions or affects jitta, perception and feeling. It's an impression, that's spacious, that's ugly, that's beautiful, that's familiar, that's frightening, feeling pleasant, unpleasant, mental feeling. That's that's the that's what jitta you can detect it there. <coughs> jitta only receives perceptions and feelings. Conditioned by perceptions and feelings. It doesn't see anything, it doesn't hear anything, it doesn't taste anything. But it has an organ called mano mind and this translates sights and sounds into perceptions then it becomes internalized so how does something seemingly out there affect something seemingly in here how is it when I see a snarling dog out there something occurs in here recognises danger feels like how does that happen does the dog go in there no perception arises so perception internalises what we see gives it a meaning this means danger feeling arises unpleasant feeling this organ called mano translates the, the sense external sense data in internally felt experience how else would they get in how else is people in your life how do they get in there <laughs> because they pleased you and disturbed you and frustrated you and made you worry and gave you love and affection you felt them yeah their perceptions touched and so that's perception and feeling the result of that the response to that activation you're happy Uh, activations in terms of pleasure or displeasure defense or attraction or aversion these are sankaras activations (coughs) that's what jitta does it's affected it activates it's called chitta sankara activations of the chitta skillful, unskillful, confused they're all based upon perception it's not perception isn't always accurate you see a rope in the dark you jump you think because you thought it was a snake the fear was real the jump was real snake wasn't real it looked like a snake so you jumped so perceptions are not always accurate but they're always meaningful they're always meaningful that really meant danger that's meaningful 
but it's not always accurate and yet the danger definitely felt danger definitely jumped that was real right and yet the basis was not certain how many ropes do you see in the dark how many things you really see as they are how many things how many people are really interpretations that you make based upon particular sights or sounds or expressions that mean something to you this means polite this means aggressive this means bossy this means affection you know how many people are really your interpretations of them so the activations senses of that yeah they really get you going are they based on anything real well it's real to me in a way but it's not necessarily accurate But it's an immediate thing. It's organ, mano, mano, the organ, sometimes called mind, or that which translates. It's an organizer. You know, sometimes your secretary doesn't get it right. <coughs> that um, he or she keeps doing it, and because uh, the jitter can't see, or hear, or or. Mm-hmm. or you can think it pulsates yeah. generates this organ called mind or mano mm-hmm. and mano is telling us what to do what things are and what to do about it that's a snake bash it on the head run away bash it on the head bash it on the head but oh it was a rope <laughs> yeah, so the mano is always giving us all telling us what to do that's its job it doesn't always get it right but it's generally uh, quite busy and it, it believes what it says now, this organ we use a lot so most people's lives are very much mano dominant organizing what to do to past, present, future uh, other people work, job, family health hol- vacations, holidays you know, and so forth what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do what to do, what to do, this, this, and how to do that how to do that, how to do that study, learn so you know more about what to do learn how to meditate, you know how to do that learn how to relax you've got an idea about how to do it of course it doesn't work because these are just in the realm of ideas in a certain level they're useful you can plan an aeroplane journey or you know go down to the shops and know what to buy useful it can't stop you suffering it just moves concept, concepts around it doesn't deal with felt experience that's not its job 
and uh, when people use this organ a lot the organ becomes extremely dominant and it believes itself so we think, oh this is truth all this knowledge all this I've got a lot of truth in my mind it believes itself but uh, it becomes so dense it actually obscures the citta that which is set up to serve the citta ends up dominating it and obscuring it so you never really get the time to know what you're feeling or even because you're busy doing something it's kind of blurred sense mm. but you just perhaps you just feel busy and stressed a vague sense overall sense suffering yeah. now as we uh, perhaps find ways and means to check both the speed of this mano system and even check the reality of it and begin to interrupt it with physical stuff physical experiences so that thought system is no longer such a solid continuum you break into it, you interrupt it you check its speed you know, its velocity so you start to break the speed of that you, you challenge its imperatives you don't believe in its what it's telling you is truth so you constantly start to you know <laughs> unseat this dominant creature it's a thing that's gone out of control it's not by itself it's not uh, wrong it's just when it's gone out of control it, it um, when it's not a servant anymore then it's a problem what you don't need if you keep it going it's a problem so when you don't need to think and you're thinking that's a problem it's a big problem because it's obscuring the feeling the feeling is a much more direct sense of what jitta is experiencing and we need to know that because jitta is that which is liberated mano mano is not liberated it's not a liberation thing jitta is liberated so unless you get into jitta, unless you access jitta, unless you come to terms, unless you meet what jitta is really experiencing, you cannot liberate it, because you don't even know where it is. <laughs> you know, it's like we're, you know, you're a horse wearing a saddle, and stirrups and reins and you end up feeding the saddle with stirrups and the reins you don't feed the horse <laughs> so you know we need to know this jitta what it is and uh, realize it, it is it is disturbed it is moved it is activated with feeling and perception and it's obscured 
by obsessive thinking and even not just the thinking itself but the constant um, handing over one's life to thinking so thinking becomes the, the, the thing we go to you know, the thing we seek as our guide and, and our, our teacher the thinker the thing that's going to tell us truth we keep going to it and it comes up with some answers it doesn't take you into suffering it gets you to the airport on time wonderful yeah. it gets you buying the right things in the grocer's store but it doesn't stop you suffering because that's not his job <laughs> so you know, what are we here for? get to the airport on time buy groceries get some new clothes doing stuff, is that really it? or is it here to stop suffering? and not just stop suffering but realise freedom that's jitta so this sense of how do we begin to uh, return to that so as I was saying kind of very simply again you know that sense of pausing, stopping, checking don't accept don't deny, don't accept, don't deny, don't deny, adopt, don't adopt and then where am I and how then what's helpful now what's good now, what's beautiful now and try to avoid any conceptual answer what you're doing is you're stimulating a response from the heart trying to stimulate a response from the heart relax would be good Uh, more space would be good Uh, feeling a bit frightened some security would be good Uh, feeling a bit um, annoyed disappointed some compassion would be good now these are words because I'm talking but compassion is not a word Security is not a word. These are feeling, perceptions and feeling sense. You know? And we can begin to experience those as we come into the body. There's a saying earlier, one of the uh, benefits of the body is that it feels. Now you may think it's not a great benefit because it hurts. But essentially, you know, if we can find us physically relatively, com- relatively comfortable, okay, manageable, cope, manage with it there's a possibility of you know, recognizing that the body feels what the jitta feels so we're not quite clear then the body will tell you what the jitta is feeling feels tense if it was uncertain, if it was groundless, if it was bristly, if it was, you know, so get these experiences and then what's that? How is that? And then you begin to reveal the, uh, the mental feeling. Why it should take so much to do that? is because 
the mental feeling is chronically overridden chronically ignored we say mental feeling by mental feeling I mean something of the emotional nature although it's a little very broad sense of emotion it's ignored it's overridden because it's inconvenient it gets in the way of work getting things done or effective organisation being competent being efficient getting somewhere on time it gets in the way it's not comfortable and one should look confident and comfortable and steady at all times and feeling is not comfortable and steady at all times (laughs) mental feeling wavers between degrees of bright and dark and confused and stirred and it's not socially that uh, pretty and it's certainly not steady and it's not efficient so therefore our personality you know, goes past that doesn't matter what you think because this is what we're doing so this sense of a, a, a kind of like an overriding becomes habitual it's as if your energies and your, your cognitive process skips over that bit goes from you know, into cognition into thoughts into organising immediately jumps didn't even know what we were feeling because it immediately jumped in what we're doing and what we're planning so this is the you know one of the results result and karma of speedy lives and driven and performance and needing to be effective steady stable uh, reliable constant all that kind of stuff successful person you don't have these wobbly feelings happening all the time effective steady stable person is there 24 hours a day always steady stable effective <laughs> but actually inside that they're really a nervous wreck but <laughs> you can kind of keep keep the outer experiencing going that's okay so there's a lot of this kind of suppression of, of felt sense we jump over it don't even know we're doing it sometimes because the, the habit this is Sankara's get habitual it's a habitual override so it becomes a reflex that jump turn away something is felt and turn away feel uncomfortable turn away feel lonely turn away pick something up say something, drink something feel lost, turn away get that shiver of feeling mind turns away don't want to have to deal with that it's a reflex advertence advertence you start to notice the speed and also you start to you might notice these hurricanes you know that suddenly your mind has jumped to another point what am I doing over here it touched a feeling and it jumped 
You know, we, we just we didn't even notice. You'd notice we suddenly were somewhere else. Oh, keep going. The uncomfortable jumps away. So if we're learning to kind of slow down, steady, track the energy, you know, track so that you might sense that sense of uh, not feeling so good, and rather than jumping into what to do about it, what to do about it, uh, go to your your strategy, go back to the breath, or focus on something else, or da 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 da. Linger, pause. How how does it feel? How how are you with this experience? And so this this opening up the feeling experience, the mental feeling, the heart feeling. You know, it's quite an exercise just to spend 15, 20 minutes noticing, say, you know, and uh, how does it feel? Quite a lot of it uh, is all manageable, well, by and large manageable. Personally, one can manage it. But notice a good amount is disagreeable. And it's that disagreeable quality that the mano jumps away from. Now, it's not that we want to suffer, but to, if we come to the sense of the disagreeable, it could be anything from you know, sound, if you ask me if I like the sound, no, I can manage it, but I don't, I don't find it agreeable. It's not driving me crazy, but no, if you ask me if I'd sooner have silence, yeah, that would be nicer, but so it's mildly disagreeable. Okay. How about the temperature? Yeah, I mean, you know, generally I would probably, ideally, be a bit cooler, but it's okay. That's disagreeable too. Yeah, but I'm not compl- I know you're not complaining, but you can manage it, but it is disagreeable, right? Yeah. Okay, so how about um, you're feeling hungry a bit? Like that? No. It's disagreeable too, isn't it? How about uh, <laughs> just sitting there with yourself, uh, not quite knowing what to do? Do you like not knowing what to do? Do you enjoy that? Do you like to have more of it? No, that's called disagreeable. Okay. That's not a fair amount of disagreeable feeling already within the first three or four minutes. All mm. oh, manageable, right. so we're just not saying we can't cope with it or it's desperately over unhappy just just being out of state just measuring it the agreeable quality of something agreeable slightly agreeable greatly agreeable not too bad mildly disagreeable 
really quite disagreeable, agonizing. <laughs> and you probably notice that kind of that needle moves up and down the scale. It's surprising, often it's lingering in the mildly disagreeable. <laughs> Thoughts, thinking, do you, you know, thinking is it just the experience of thinking. Sometimes you might enjoy it, but at times it's this tedious rattling on about this and that and the other. Agreeable? No. Disagreeable. Uh, body? Uh, feeling in the body, is it really just exactly the way you like it? No. <laughs> That's disagreeable. <laughs> so, what's happening into all of that? <laughs> Just, oh, never mind. <laughs> you know, think about something else, go somewhere else. So, this is why coming into the here and now is a little, has a certain, certainly slightly tricky. Yeah. But then, as we, uh, so, since what's really required and what makes the here and now something that is deeply beautiful is a sense of sympathy yes sympathy and compassion goodwill oh, yeah, that's agreeable yeah that's agreeable a sense of may I be well may I you know uh, that sense of loving acceptance of the disagreeable we accept it we don't adopt it don't cling on to it, we accept yeah, life is actually quite disagreeable (laughs) (laughs) this is monk talk (laughs) why? because (laughs) when you take away the furnishings and the escape routes and the ways to get out and sit with it, yeah, it's it's okay. You know, you can manage it, but it actually is holding a body up, not being able to eat when you want to, sitting for hours on end, thinking mind, physical pain, disagreeable. So then, but then, you know, when you when you begin to kind of consider and contemplate and wriggle and shift and try all the things, you realize it actually is always there's a good amount of disagreeable. That's that comes with being sentient. Yeah. So let's now instead, is there another response to that rather than just getting away, putting something else in there? Which keeps us so busy and active and and uh, and always inaccurate and deceiving ourselves. Maybe it's to cultivate a mind, spacious, loving acceptance of the disagreeable. And mind then becomes deeply patient, compassionate. Begins to sense 
not just the contact impressions and perceptions and feelings, it begins to sense itself. This jitta, if properly entered, has enormous capacity for patience, for compassion, for dispassion, for spaciousness, for relinquishment of agitation, for the relinquishment of craving, for the ceasing of the struggle, this is deeply agreeable. This is a resource. So if we enter jitta, but the, the gateway to jitta is feeling. As it said in the suttas, all dhammas, everything that's everything that's meaningfully at the point which something makes contact, it's called a dhamma. So you know, when a sight touches the mind, it's called a dhamma. Something that is a direct experience. All dhammas converge on feeling. There's not some anything that lands into awareness that is not felt. You may not notice that. And we all recognize there's a good degree of confusion, obscuration, divergence, but all dhammas converge on feeling. So then the feeling itself, pleasant, disagreeable, mild, acute, can be open to, held with mindfulness, not allowed to generate a distraction, not allowed to generate a projection, not allowed to proliferate into why has this happened to me, it's not fair, not allowed to proliferate, not allowed to, or let's do something else, it's checked. Mindfulness checks it. Stay, stay. Wisdom opens around it. And the sympathetic resonance begins to occur. Sympathetic. Oh, feels like this. Oh. And in that sympathetic resonance, that sense of sympathy, the Kalyana, the Kalyana Mitta, here, begins to generate this quality of release that, relax, goodwill, compassionate acceptance. And then the mental feeling begins to dissolve. It's not blocked, it's not obstructed, it's not diverted from, it begins to release. And so dhammas converge on feeling, held, held by wisdom, and they liberate, they self-liberate. Liberation is their essence, their core, they have the quality of releasing. And with that is the liberation of citta. The liberation is a process whereby that uh, feeling itself, mental feeling itself, is a sense of either favouring, agreeing with it, or disagreeing with it. That's a mental reflex to agree with something, disagree with it. 
don't like it, like it. favouring opposing, favouring opposing that's the, that's the quality of mental feeling it's based upon that and chitta as it resonates, sympathises with that says this favouring and opposing stuff is stirring everything up what about just acceptance instead neither favour nor oppose ah, space ah, release this is very, this is better and then the quality of the mental feeling begins to dissolve so setting up um, for this process, this practice uh, you know uh, something, the sympathetic attitude being, so talked about the Kalyanamita, being the good friend to yourself putting it very colloquial, simple non-technical terms being the good friend to yourself the good friend listens Mm. they nod their head yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) that's the that's the first response yeah get it So, you know, that's essentially that rather simple and seemingly not particularly significant quality. That, that's the thing, that's the quality you want to, to encourage. Not, oh, what you need to do is, you know, have you experienced that? So you're feeling miserable. So oh, what you need to do is, you need to go and get yourself sorted out. You'll be all right. What you need to do is let go. Yeah. <laughs> I think your problem is, yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody's organising me again. How does that feel? Being told what you should be and what you do. Why? Oh, your problem is, you see, like this. That's why you feel that bad. If you didn't do that, you'd be okay. Why do I feel like hitting you in the face? <laughs> Because that wasn't the good friend. They may have they may have been trying to be helpful, but they were operating through the mano faculty, organising. And though that may have been a, their gesture, their intention may have been good, they didn't actually touch the point, which was, mm. oh yeah, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Now it doesn't seem that it's effective or doing anything, but it isn't doing anything, it's called resonating, setting up a sympathetic resonance. Because actually, when it comes down to it really, the only one who can really, you know, liberate your jitta is right there, is your jitta. And, you know, nobody else can do it for you. So what, but what the Kalyanamita does, in one sense, they might do other things of course, but the first thing they do is they set up sympathetic resonance, so, oh, you pick up that. 
yeah. And you feel, listen to, you feel something new deepens. You open up. And so they help to stimulate this, that one begun, begins to be uh, sympathetic to oneself. Sympathetic. It amplifies and resonates, doesn't change, doesn't contradict, doesn't change anything, doesn't fix anything, sets up a sympathetic resonance. And that quality is a jitta quality. It's not a mano quality, it's a jitta quality, and the jitta is stimulated. It's, it starts to wake up to its own potential to respond. Yeah to respond with sympathy what the response may be we don't know but it's starting to regard to open up the eye or the heart of sympathy and then we see what it does so this is a this sense something to um, remember, recollect Now, you know, probably one might, having listened to this, one think, oh, that sounds good, yeah. How do I do that? (coughs) Well, this is why we say it's in the body, because, uh, you know, the body and the jitta are pretty much sympathetic with each other already. So mano is not, it's not its job to be sympathetic. Its job is to be effective and organized. So we come into what our brains, what our minds, our thinking minds can't really provide. You come into, you resonate, if you like, the feeling in your body. So you notice you sense some sense of disorientation or disappointment or loneliness or something like that. How's that feel in your body? Slightly withdrawn, slightly tense in my belly, a bit busy in my brain, my face. How is that? So we start to sympathize with that, the sympathetic response. And so then as the body begins to experience that quality, it starts to shift, to relax, and the chitta relaxes, shifts with it. <clears throat> so using the body at a sympathetic level to access and guide the chitta. Because the body doesn't proliferate. It doesn't create stories. It doesn't, it's always telling you exactly the truth. You can't always understand it because its language is not verbal. But it's always telling you the truth of what you're really your chitter is experiencing. And your thinking mind doesn't. So you can know in your body 
I think I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. Can anybody? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be okay. I'm trying to be okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm trying to be okay. Yes, we try a lot to be okay. We try a lot of the time to be okay. We try this and we try that to be okay. How's that? How's that feel like? You tired of it all? Tired of trying? Had enough? Trying to be okay? Trying to understand, trying to organize it, trying to get it together, trying to meditate, trying to concentrate, trying to harder, trying to control the mind, trying to stop thinking. Mm. How's that feel? be good, useful, cheerful, bright, effective, helpful, clear, trying to get all that together. How's that feel? It's like a jail sentence to me. <laughs> Labour camp. We sympathize, resonate with that. Perhaps something will say, Oh, you know, you try so hard. I really admire that, but you're okay. You don't have to be that good. It's something that sympathizes. Yes, life is disagreeable. The sense of the pressure releases. And instead, some quality is uh, comes forth. Quality of kindness, compassion, great heart. And you've got what it takes to live in this sentient experience with its disagreeable feeling. Without this, you just survive. Without heart, you just survive. (laughs) You just survive doggedly. But it's only with heart that you live.
So, any of that that's useful reminds you. Um, there's a reminder there for you. If it's there for you, if it's just another disagreeable feeling. <laughs> Just uh, take a break, you can stand or sit for a while, uh, meditate, feel what you're feeling, ask yourself how you're feeling, be sympathetic, 